If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Blog Talk Radio. show for me. Um, I have Cher Slater Barlevy with her new book, Dog of God. And um, I have to tell you, I'm really excited because I read the book and it's just really unbelievable. Um, 
such a spiritual journey, and uh, I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about what it is. And um, it also is, um, I believe, a very personal journey that she herself took as well. And so I um, want to let everyone know that if you want to listen to this show afterwards again, the show will be available afterwards on iTunes and on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio On Demand. For all of you in the chat room, thank you for tuning in and also wanted to make sure that you know that if you missed any of this or want to listen to it later, it's always great to listen to a podcast. But let me bring Cher on because this is just like um, such, I, I, I cried when I read your book, Cher. Welcome to the show. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's I the did. greatest compliment I've ever gotten. Oh, well. well. <laughs> Please. I, I, it's always song. a compliment when somebody reads my book. Oh my gosh! Uh, well, it's it was it a it's a pre, it's a pretty amazing book. And my favorite parts, Thank I think, you. were well, there, I, I don't really, I can't really say any uh, that I had one favorite part, but I loved the conversations that they basically had with the divine. Um, so many of those, and I. I was just blown away, and I love the poem that's in the book, too. Um, there's a poem in oh, here. I'm trying you. to find it right now. I know bookmarked it, but why don't you um, tell everybody a little bit about what the book is all about, and then let's go into um, how it became your personal journey. Yeah, on Chapter 9, my favorite, I love I love that what they wrote about I Am the Voice, that one there. That's the and one. The, that's the poem, yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to have you read it. Well, just a little insight to that. I I really feel that we have that divine in every one of us, and it speaks to us just the way that in the book. And so I would really, it's my dream to be able to show people how to reconnect with that very, very valuable part Mm -hmm. of ourselves that knows all and sees all and will tell all, you know, and guide you very succinctly through this, this lifetime. Well, you know what, you struck you struck a huge chord with me with this book because first of all, um I love dolphins and yes, there are dolphins in this story and I love animals and you're <laughs> going to tell a little bit about what this is. But and, and and would you mind reading that poem a little bit later on in the show? Oh, not at all. Listeners? Not at all. I would really like for That'd them to awesome. hear it. And also if you would like to call in um in a little bit our number is three four seven six seven seven one zero three six. And again it's Cher Slater Barlevy and the book is called Dog of God and I have put up a few links on to where you can get this book. Um it's pretty much available everywhere. I've I've looked it mm-hmm. up and I know that mm-hmm. it's available online. You can look at John Balboa Press, it's on many other other places that you can get it. But um Share. Tell everyone yes. what Dog of God is all about. <laughs> and then I want to hear about your John of God um, because that's pretty intense. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Well, it all started when I was mm-hmm. uh, out on the – I was coming home and uh, was in a car accident right outside my house. And <clears throat> I uh, – well, actually what happened was that I was rushed to the hospital and um, I actually died while I was being operated on uh. and <clears throat> decided that I, I really wanted to come back because, and it's so funny because I was listening to this music and 
<laughs> I'm really emotional right now because I know that so we're my, all together you're the now. Second, <laughs> second interview I've had in a row yeah. of someone that has passed over, and I have too twice, and uh, my experiences are intense. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Oh, we've got a lot so here we that. are again. The circle <laughs> isn't broken, is yeah. it? No, wow. but the, if you're but emotional, that we've chosen okay. to stay here, to stay here for this moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I cried. I cried. I'm trying to be a professional here. But, oh, you um, are. You're totally fine. Please. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> but um, what what I wanted to say is that we stayed because of this time, this time here, uh, that's two, two, uh, 2012. You know, this mm-hmm. is the energy that was brought into the earth that we're used to. We're used to telling the truth. And so many of our lifetimes have been, you know, strung up and um, put on, uh, um, hung and uh, put on, uh, lit on fire or whatever for telling the truth. So mm-hmm. now I just, I, I'm just so grateful to come back and be with everyone. And I know that John Lennon was one of the, you know, bringing that energy in and that consciousness. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I'm just so, ah, this is a this is a big day for me right now because this is a dream come true that I'm really united again with my people, <laughs> with the well, way say the way showers, you know, welcome the home, trailblazers. How's yeah. that? Welcome home. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> this book, and, and it's you nice know, to I told see you, you again. <laughs> yeah, and you know, yeah, yeah. Isn't that true? And um, you know, it's really funny. There's always a commonality through almost every one of my shows. John, somewhere in one of my shows, I do so many shows with people that have been involved in with John Lennon personally on a personal basis. We all know people and stuff like that. And that song has a very big meaning, but um. You having it as part of when you told me the songs you wanted to open and close with, I was just like, no way. And, um, yeah, so let's talk about what Dog of God is. Yeah, let's talk about that. (laughs) That came, no, and how that came to be, because then people will realize how that is really, I think you really told your own story through this. This is what I Mm -hmm. felt from it. It was, it was my awakening, up until mm-hmm. that point, um, I didn't, I wasn't really aware of all this extra stuff, you know, all this mm-hmm. stuff out there available for us, another, a whole new uh, <clears throat> dimension that we can actually tap into. And <clears throat> because of that, um, that uh, half death or uh, partial death, I uh, was given a gift of being able to see much better with my third eye. And that's, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So what happened. happened was that, yeah, this was all a gift. This Everything that I'm going to tell you is a gift. And I was, uh, <clears throat> anyway, I was, uh, my, my ankle was crushed between two cars, and it was getting worse and worse, and I was walking on two canes. And I would go to the one Western doctor to the next, and they'd say, oh, well, there's nothing we can do for you. It's a, it's a mess. And uh, I thought, well, that's a great prognosis, <laughs> one I am not choosing to live with. And um, <clears throat> so I, I, I started thinking out of the box, you know, what can I do? And my friend and I 
journeyed down to see John of God in Brazil, who's a psychic mm-hmm. surgeon down there. He's working mm-hmm. maybe now in 50 years of service to people from all over the world. He's no, the real deal. Very much, yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I adore him. And, uh, yeah, and so I was brought to uh, to Brazil through this this last attempt of um, of you know this last chance. And one thing that was that just threw me off so much was that everybody else was there because this was their last chance, and mm-hmm. they come very humble. And there's nothing more beautiful than a, a mass of people together. That, is, that have let go their ego and are there primarily to see, to unite with that magic within themselves, within the God energy, within, within uh, mass energy, how, how we help each other, how it's a cyclically, cycle, cycle thing. And um, <clears throat> you learn that down there so beautifully. And... Uh, I, that was the first place I, I really found out that there is only one, that we are only one, and uh, it was huge for me. So you had a spiritual awakening of of, of a sort. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I don't think we have to get into car accidents and have no, cancer and all that stuff really no. anymore because it's so available now. We can just walk right into it and step it into is. it. Gently. <laughs> we all yeah. we all have it. We all have it. It's just mm-hmm. it's there. And and um you mentioned something really interesting. You said because of your accent you were given a gift. And it's really funny because um most people that have had experiences like that have been given um a gift and I myself have a few that we'll discuss later and um, mm-hmm. I can totally relate and understand, and at times it can be very overwhelming, and you get very tired, and you have to sleep and rest. But um, I found um, that having an uh, having understanding, and, and when I read this book, it just like really, it really affected me. It really, it really helped me understand. Yeah, you know, I'm not, you know, this stuff really is happening out there. I know it because I've seen it and been around so many mm-hmm. people with it. But mm-hmm. this book is amazing. And um, well, so I guess you. that trip was what brought you into um, well, writing one this of the book? Most, or? Well, what happened was there uh-huh. was a delightful little uh, treasure that I met down in Brazil. I was working mm-hmm. down with John of God. And uh, there would be this little dog that would knock on my door at night, and he would come in. And, um, you know, when you have a surgery, you can have as many as nine surgeries. There's no mm-hmm. place or, you know, time or place for um, for the peop- the entities that are working through John of God. So they can be anywhere at any time, and they can be in, you know, animate anything they want. So they have this little dog that works for them. <laughs> <laughs> and he would come in and lay close to where they were holding the energy. Uh, I mean, where the, the dog was holding the energy close to where they were working. <clears throat> and it was really uncanny because if I was sleeping and I'd roll over, he would wake up and move into the position that he was holding. And um, so I talked to Martin, the um, owner, and he um <clears throat> I'm getting another call. I'm sorry. Um, oh no, that's okay. That's right. <laughs> um, anyway, he 
uh, was the master of this dog, and I said, your dog is so unbelievable. And he said, well, you know, he's famous. He's been around the world. And I'm going, what? <laughs> Tell me that story. And um, what happened was that, you know, he's really well known around the village. He would go from Posada to Posada. That's where we stay when we convalesce. And he just makes his his entrance and uh you know everybody knew him and said you know if this little healing dog comes let him in you know and so um he was busy every day and one day he was dis- he disappeared and nobody knew where he was and so they started talking around the village and found out uh <clears throat> that actually somebody had taken the dog and they found that the dog was in um Canada way up in Canada and wow. um yeah, <laughs> and I I, love, I think it's the Brazilian tenacity or something, but they were just ready. They were going to have their dog back, and uh-huh. so they all uh, rallied together. And all the people that had come to the to stay at the Posada before all rallied together with emails and all kinds of wonderful things. And even political people got into the this uh, this whole. Uh, a journey to bring the dog back and so when i met him he had just gotten back from from canada <laughs> wow was just right anyway i said please give me that story i'm an author and and i and i got it and so here it is with my touches well why don't you tell them the storyline about the dolphins and everything um a little bit about that i think that's really beautiful Thank you. Well, how that came about was um, I had the story of Chico, and um, I I had to have, what I did was I saw so many miracles and so many stories, and I was witness to so many miracles while I was there. I just put it all in this story. I made it into a novel, and and I started out with the dolphin because I've been working so hard at this consciousness raising stuff for no, about 40 years and mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I wanted to I wanted to share the things that I had learned so I I thought that why not a dolphin <laughs> I love dolphins and it was so much fun because it was like this personality you know, it's like sometimes I think I was just the secretary here and that was just coming through from another level. And um, so it was just this delightful dolphin that came through that got stuffed into this little dog's body, which turns out to be a Chico. And he has to learn how to, he's been off on the other side learning how to heal. And now he's going to learn how to heal so that he can heal his his uh, soulmate, um, who's a little girl in in Canada, so it's you have to read it <laughs> to understand. But it's yeah, it's no, a, it's, it's just a, unbelievable a story. the whole storyline from the the book and how you wrote this. Um, and um, I'm just going to read here. It just talks about when two dolphin lovers, Zeep and Eo, and those are great names by the way, vowing to be Thank together you. forever lose their lives in a poacher's snare, they learn their next lives will be on land. So Eo becomes Sabrina, a comatose little girl in Montreal, Canada. And Z becomes Zico, a flea-ridden dog in a tiny village in Brazil. 
It seems the two will never be together again, but the magic fate relies on a higher knowing. This crossover novel leads the reader on adventures of the Zico and the dog through mystical travels, visiting otherworldly dimensions, learning the world, world of healing. The two lovers eventually reunite in Brazil, where a famous shaman and psychic surgeon lives, where they meet again. Zico has learned to be a medium and is helping the shaman. So this is beautiful. I mean, um, boy, so you I said that see. really well. Oh <laughs> uh, well, well, you know, I, I, I just um, this book is really special. I think it's a really special book. I think for a lot of people out there that love animals or even want to know or have something good to read, you know, where you're happy, and it's mm. something that has a. Of course, there's some sad parts in the book. I found myself crying a few times in this book. Um, but I like the well, conversation. Well, how are you going to laugh unless you cry? That's what I, I know. Think. That is true. That is yeah, true. And, you yeah. know, um, the poem that you wrote or the, or the conversation that we were talking about earlier that um, takes place um, between um where it says, The Voice, the Inner Spaces of Zeep's Soul, Chapter 9. Do you want to read that? Yeah. Um, do you have the page number? Yeah, I do. It's page 32. 32. Yeah, this is um, when Zeep the dolphin goes to the other side after he's caught in the snare and dies, and he's with Shiko on the other side, and he has to be reconnected with uh, a guide, that will mm-hmm. show him how to become a healing, you know, learn how to heal. And so he's his guide and his inner voice, which we all have. And I am not seeing this at all. Hmm. Page 32? Um, yeah. Oh, here it is, here it is, here it is. <laughs> so you want me to read it? <laughs> yeah, I would, love for, I, want, I would love for you to share that with our listeners because we have quite a few people listening, and again, um, today's show is um, Cher Slater Barlevy with her new book, Dog of God, and she's going to read part I really think is beautiful. Um, why don't you read that to everybody? All right, thank you. <clears throat> I'm going to put my voice on now. <clears throat> <laughs> In the space where there are no words. I am, although I understand every language ever created. I dwell here also without time to lead me astray. I know no space to make me large or small. I only know what is. Isness exists only in my knowing, yet I can know all at one time because that is all there is. I love intensely. I only know how to love. I am love. I look for humor everywhere and look upon humor as the greatest healer. But what is healing? Healing is returning to your innate perfection. Healing is the perfect teacher of souls. I am the caretaker of souls. They are the caretakers of me. Are one. I speak softly most often, but sometimes I need to yell. I am the voice. That's 
so beautiful. And that was what, um, which, which it was Zico, was it Zico was feeling? Yeah, Zeep. Zeep His name feeling. is Zeep. Zeep. <laughs> as in uh-huh. Zeep. As a matter of fact, I have license plates that say Zeep. <laughs> oh, you're kidding me. How cool. No, and people love it. Just that's like, great. They point at and they point at me and I'm going, yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, that's what yeah. he was feeling at the time he was in the in the net, correct? In the poacher's snare. And yeah, this was um, this was the this was the voice that was coming through. He was introducing himself. Mm-hmm. And then um and then we go right into the Zeep in the ocean. Yeah, and then there's chapter 10 where it says and there is a point where animals know they are to let go of their physical bodies when their bodies are no longer able to serve them. They leave them behind for another's food, clothing, or compost. And then mm-hmm. it talks about how <laughs> it's just, yeah, I mean, there's parts of it that are it's, just It's funny because it's been, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, please, you're you're the one here. Oh, I, I was book. reading the next part where where Zeep is saying, you know, who is this? Who, who's talking to me like that, you know? Mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. so here's this uh, very uh, humorous voice amongst this very um, stately, uh, knowing voice. So mm-hmm. that, that's kind of fun. That's kind of fun. Well, you know, what's really cool about this book is there are quite a lot of things um, that, there's a journeys, and there are quite a few conversations that they do have with the with with their inner voice and the all and, mm-hmm. and the powerful force of one. Um, how did this book inspire? What what I, I I'm sure your trip to Brazil and your own personal situations and things that are you're going that you were going through um, mm-hmm. helped to um, formulate this story um what 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 how did you come about doing this i mean what what happened how did it transpire with this book coming out um um i'm not quite understanding the question um but what i mean is what what okay at what point after maybe your surgery or your experiences, did you come home? Did you start writing the book when you were there? How did the book come about? Out of all, out of your journey, oh, your okay. personal journey. The surgery, I didn't start really becoming a cripple until uh, years later. And you have to understand, I am an avid hiker. I live in Colorado as well as here, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> my greatest, greatest, greatest happiness is being on top of a mountain where I can, yes, I can yodel, yodel across the alpine meadows. That's my favorite thing in the whole world. Really? And so for me, not to be able wow. to climb a mountain is just not conceivable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, actually, so as years came went along, you know, and I love dancing and I love hiking and biking and and uh, I was looking at being very um, insular and away from my love, and um, I didn't think that was right. I thought it was a kind of like, you know, I'm very creative. I am an artist. That's my number one thing. And so that's when I say I'm 
I'm an artist, it's like you get creative with what you have and you try to make something else out of it. And so when I, I just opened up to the universe and I said, please, I, under, I, I feel you out there. I know you have an answer bigger than, than you know, and you'll, and you'll bring it to me. You'll bring it to me. And that's, that's how it happened. It just started, you know, a chain of events and people started coming to me and saying, talking to me about it. And a friend of mine who was having a similar problem went down with me. And um, so it's almost like when you ask the universe, it really does answer. And if you're open to just doing anything, not, you know, it's not the receiving of, of it, it's the action that you put behind it. And that's mm-hmm. where you get the universe back. You you are in orchestration with the universe if you are the one that puts the action behind it. And that's hard for us to learn. Oh, sure. Especially if you, if you like fantasy. <laughs> it's uh-huh. so easy and, you know... I yeah. see there there could be a follow-up to this book. Are you thinking of possibly doing a follow-up with this and continuing their adventures? Well, it's certainly, if, as you could tell, the very last uh, chapter does mm-hmm. um, uh, go through the mind of uh, Shiko and all the wonderful things he could do in his next life. So, yeah, it could be. It could happen. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful, it and I love the artwork yeah. on the front. Did you do the artwork? Tell me about that. I did. How did you know that? I had a feeling. You just, just had, had a feeling oh about gosh. that. Yeah, I went to Art Center College of Design, and I was an illustrator. I do illustrations uh-huh. for children's books, and and I was uh, working around on my iPad, and I thought, I'll just do a little thumbnail, and I'm working, working, working. I looked at it, and I said, wait a minute, this is it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll just mm-hmm. use this, and uh, yeah. So, well, you come you never from a know. very, very interesting background. I mean, you worked forty years in show business, working on both sides of the camera. Um, you yeah. worked doing. Um, I was reading hair, makeup, and wardrobe for departments for film and TV mm-hmm. and commercials, and you also yeah. worked as a model I did and that a stylist for photographers. Y- Yeah, I did that because, well, I had gone through Art Center and was into illustration, and I Mm -hmm. really found that it felt very insular that my life was, you know, going on before me, and I was in these four walls painting and drawing, and and it didn't feel right. So um, I stepped out and got into uh, show business because, well, actually, that's another gift I got from being in a lot in uh, leg cast, both my legs were in in a cast, and I couldn't go anywhere for like three or four months. And I was in this hospital bed. And when you are given that opportunity, you get to go really, really deep and see what it is you really want to do. And I went down, down, down deep, and found that I really wanted to be an actress. So. <clears throat> I gave myself permission to do that. And um, what I was doing, I was pursuing my art because of my father, and that's what he wanted me to do. So I was, I got to do what I wanted to do, and then my whole life changed. And so I, I was doing hair and makeup and anything I could do just to be around actors and mm-hmm. uh, be around, be around uh, movies and all of that. I just loved it so much. 
and uh, and then eventually all that came together. I became a uh, I wrote screenplays for about twelve years. So wow, it all came around, but yeah, it's because I'm not afraid to step into two into new lives. I just look at it as another lifetime. <laughs> so so this do it. so writing this book wasn't really that it was it was per, pretty much a personal journey of yours, but writing this book wasn't hard for you because well challenging for you because you were used to writing for people that aren't used to writing it's really it's really a challenge for them to understand how to go inward and start writing about things this is um a very good example of you you know yeah Um, well i think if you really really want to be a writer you just do mm -hmm. it i mean i studied at ucla and uh, media bistro and everywhere i could i had a wonderful uh coach as a screenwriter so it was um, it was something like everybody was saying. Well, you're such a good artist. Just do your art. Just do your art. And I'm just going. No, I think I'm done with that. I'm going to go into because I love challenges, and I mm-hmm. and I just was so pulled towards that. And I am so happy doing it. And my even though I'm in four walls doing it, there are like hundreds of characters walking around, and I get to know them and and write about them and. Um, so I'm never alone, and it's just uh, well, yeah, totally. You aren't, yeah, and um, I'm reading more. I read more about what you did um, before you started doing this book. You um, also were channeling large soul pictures, having to do with images and messages you receive, and um, mm-hmm. I know that you earned your master's at the University of Santa Monica in August 2011. It says. And you worked on yeah. a special program, choose um, right. um, Freedom to Choose Prison Project. So Project, yeah. Uh, University of Santa Monica is, uh-huh. is um, one of the best things I've ever done. And if you ask any student, they mm-hmm. will all say that, every single one of them. Because what they, they, what they say is come to a place and learn the way that you've always wanted to be taught. Mm-hmm. And the, and what they do is, it's, it's spiritual psychology is what, what you get your master's in, but you are actually working on yourself. And it's very comforting to know that there is no judging, that you are a magnificent uh, higher being living a, a human life, but you just somewhere got disconnected from that. And they are so, they are so well um versed in showing you how to step back into your authentic self and really make it okay that that you are not being judged that you are you are magnificent that everything you do is unique and needed and boy where did we ever get that from not our parents not our schools not anywhere i know so it's a um i can't say much you know i cannot say enough for it and the prison project is extraordinary because we get to go into the the prisons, meet with the prison mates, and because they are, if they take these um, tools that we show them, that we learn at USM, and apply that, they become very, very, very 
uh, attuned with their higher self and their higher knowing because they are constantly in an in, in a environment where it's it's in their face every day, every minute, every second. And that makes you very strong very quickly if you know mm-hmm. how to work those tools. And it is such a pleasure to work with these inmates. And some of them you bond so deeply that you think about them every day. And, and, sure, and hope yeah. them that their life is is uh, is uh, what they really want for themselves because it's, they are amazing people, amazing mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Well, that's really just, great that you did that because I know that um, with talking with people that have experienced that whole life, it's really hard for them in there to have any kind of sense of spirituality and also a sense of feeling that they can do something beautiful for the world because they're around so much negativity in there. So mm-hmm, that's really mm-hmm. great that you did that. What a beautiful mm-hmm. project that you did. Um, well, if you understand also uh, how the uh, energy of, of the planet works, that mm-hmm. where there is dark, dark energy, right next to it is is, is uh, um, equal light energy. It's yeah, the, the yin and the yang. The yin and the yang. The balance. Yeah. yeah. So it's where you choose, freedom to choose. It's what you choose. Mm-hmm. You can choose the light. You can choose the light. I mean, Viktor Frankl was in the the direst of, of uh, environments, and that's what he learned. It's like nothing can be taken away. Ex- I mean, everything can be taken away except, except your power to choose. Mm-hmm. And there's always Absolutely. light when dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I you know, I try to explain that to people a lot because I definitely understand about the light and the dark and people just a great analogy for me was just going out into the sun and standing there and saying, Look, I'm here but look on the ground. In the sun on a sunny day you see my shadow on the ground. That's the mm. dark in the light and then the light in the dark. So in order for there to be light there has to be darkness. And we mm-hmm. have to have the balance of the two, and and I think that's that's a really that's a really beautiful thing that you did by doing that project mm-hmm. and really understanding that. Um, you know, getting back to your book, I want to ask you which character in this book can you really relate to, um, or you feel that you based yourself off of. I think um, nearly every character there. Mm-hmm. Is someone I've known, or the the Lillian, the mother of the comatose daughter, and mm-hmm. having to look at all of her responsibility and having this inner voice that uh, fights her so much, uh, and yet she has also another voice that's very courageous. Um, I can relate to that person. I don't think I'm her anymore. I used to be like that. Um, where you know I feel like I'm a victim to what I what what was happening around me, but I'm learning that that's not true. And uh, through USM, I've I've been able to step step out of that victim thinking. And um, so with the little girl and the little comatose girl, um, that was that was the most beautiful. Uh, I really loved her a lot because. I actually met a little girl down in Brazil that had that experience of having uh, not being able, who is in a coma and not being able to move any of her limbs. And when she came down, she um, 
she worked with John and God, and um, then I did. I'd lost contact with her, uh, and actually was privileged to have her come back the same time that I came back at another time. And there she was. She was she was walking and talking and running around and being a normal child. And I just I. I couldn't get my eyes off for her. I just couldn't stop looking at her because I knew what she had come here with. And mm-hmm. the love of her family that brought her there was just unbelievable. And she was only about uh, six or seven years old. Mm-hmm. So, you know, every one of the stories um, I relate to and or else I have, I've been privy to um, uh, knowing someone that, that went through that experience. And do you feel that you're you're really connected to this book because there's a lot of you and your own personal feelings and your growth and um yeah in this yeah. book as well that mm-hmm. I felt yeah um tell me how it was for you when you wrote the part where they finally come to the point where they realize that they're together finally. How did that feel for you to reunite them? It's been great. <laughs> Jill, just just uh, when you said that, um, mm-hmm. you know, when you have a, an old old friend that you love so much, and you're reunited with that that person again, and you have that rekindling of a reconnecting of that energy, and um, it's it's magnificent, and the fact that um, that Shiko and the little girl are really so connected that they can talk to each other, even though the little girl's in a coma, they can still talk together, and they can meet on the other side because the little dog doesn't know that he can't, you know, be in two places at once, you know, mm-hmm. and. And they they get to meet on the other side and be in those places that they always wanted to be. And I mean, uh, of course, this is a uh, reuniting of Zeep and Eo, who had this wonderful life in the ocean. And so they mm-hmm. are here. They are on the other side, and and they're just um, they're in a whole wonderful new world together. And but still with the same love and the compassion and and longing for each other. So it was, um, of course, that's uh, the whole culmination of the book, you know, is having them come together and mm-hmm. and how they help each other and uh, how how uh, Shiko can go help her come back to her body and be okay to and safe enough to be in her body. So um, I just loved it. <laughs> I bet. I bet that was yeah. Like, I get to write, reunite them. Yeah. You know, it's 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 like when I'm writing, it's like watching movies, and I'm just mm-hmm. writing things down like a screenplay person. You know, um, it, it, I, I never know which way it's going to go, mm-hmm. so I get to be surprised. So every time, it's like when you have a nice book that you always want to get back to, <clears throat> is you can't wait to do it. And so I was just kind of possessed of having to finish this book and uh you know where it's going but you don't have any idea how it's going to get there <laughs> oh sure no and you know the thing is it's 
It's a great story for people of all ages. And again, I want to say this is uh, Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio with Cher Slater Barlevy, and we're talking about her book, Dog of God. If you missed the beginning of the show, the show will be available on iTunes afterwards and on demand on Red Velvet Media. I see some people in the chat room, but I'm looking at the live listening people, and there are quite a few people listening live. Um, And just so you know, Cher, we are global. We go... Um, everywhere around the world, um, people listen to us even in Japan, as far away as Japan, even third world countries, you know, they're able to listen to the show. And what's really cool about this is um, a lot of people download the show afterwards on as a podcast to listen to. So this is mm. this is an eternal, this is a forever show. So that's what's really cool about, um, I think, on-demand radio. I, think, I just yeah. think it's really... I just think it's really special because you can go back and you can listen to it and you can learn so much more every time you listen to something, you hear something different. Um, it well, all depends it's an on what honor and a privilege yeah. and, uh, oh, please. for you. I mean, you're always saying it's so I cool love what I do. This it's is... so cool what you do. Man, oh, that's, that's no. I, I love I loved reading the book. Um, and I want to ask you what you um, are currently presently working on besides the launch of this book and i know that you're going to be doing a little bit of uh appear some appearances probably to promote the book yeah yeah um, um i was uh in uh australia and new zealand uh, mm-hmm. on my book tour and then i'm going to denver to the uh i can do it uh conference with uh hay house and uh be all there with uh with our other wonderful light workers and I'm um, really looking forward to that. And well, I want to thank the... Connie so much for setting this up with oh, you. Oh, I know. Isn't she a doll, She's baby? an amazing woman. And um, yeah. for her to work with yeah. you, I can only imagine the two of you and the conversations you have, because I know my conversations with her, what they've been <laughs> like. And she's just she's different. She's very different and very beautiful, yeah, inside yeah. and out. Um, so do you have yeah. the dates or do we have a website that um, people can actually go on and see when where you're going to be next? Because um, I was looking. Yeah, it's, it's on in uh, Denver at the Convention Center. And uh-huh. it's um, March, uh, I think, 29th through the 31st. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's a three-day affair. And, um, you know, if you've ever been to the conferences, you have all like Wayne Dyer and, and uh, Louise Hay and all the big guys are going to be there playing their, their music and having a good time and, you know, and doing their magic. <laughs> and I'm going to be there signing books. So, and I'm going to be running around too, meeting everybody and really connecting so I'm really looking forward to it. Well, I did I did put your launch video up, which I thought was really cute. I loved oh, the conversation you. you were having. And that's really great. And if anybody wants to get in touch with you, I saw that you put Slater Barlevy at Yahoo.com. And mm-hmm. um, I want to say also, with this book, what do you feel what was your what was your real message that you really wanted to get through to everyone with this book? What was the intention? Do you have one? Because I know there are many yes, probably. Yes. Yes. 
um, my intention was to um, show people that you really don't have to be in a car accident to step into a higher and aw- higher awareness. That mm-hmm. just by thinking about, like when I was a kid, I would have, um, you know, I, I would see this brain and see that we only use like four percent of it. I mean, four percent. So what is the rest of this brain used for? And that was always a burning question. So I always wanted to think as as far out as I could. And that's why I wrote this book is because it really, it shows you exactly how much is out there available to us. And I just really wanted to um, have a way for people to connect with that part of themselves. And every voice that's in that book is within ourselves because we are all one, you know. And mm-hmm. um, so that that was my basic uh, reason for that, doing it, yeah. Other than the fact well, that I just really was having a good time. <laughs> oh, no. I, you know, and to have a good time writing a book is really the most important thing. And I think um, the intention and the message that you want to get out to people is really important because, you know, it's really funny. This book, um, I was told about your book um, during a time when a friend of mine just recently lost her her dog and Mm. I said to her boy you know this would be a really good book for you to read I think this is a really Mm. great book for anyone that really wants to understand how it's this is not the end we go on many 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 other times and many other lifetimes and Mm. um, the possibilities are endless for all of us to be able to reconnect with our loved ones, new people, um, and meeting new people every day. I mean, meeting you today was something that I never expected to really have the commonality of a few things that you and I have touched on. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I really isn't it think beautiful that when we get to do that? It is. It's just it so is. Beautiful. It's like you feel like you know. That's why I said welcome home. It's like it's a really good feeling. Um, so we have the book. You're going to be in in Colorado. You mm-hmm. just got back from New Zealand, which I absolutely love. New Zealand. I oh, have I'm two so friends in over love there. With New oh, they're oh, trying to get let's me to go, come girl. Over <laughs> so many times, and I know the seasons are yeah. opposite. So um, oh, we talk you have a lot. To go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a lot of friends of mine that did The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Bruce Hopkins is over oh, there, my gosh. and and my friends um, that have. Uh, Goats and Mandy, um, they all are telling me, you have to come. There's a forest he goes to. He says he calls it the old man in the woods. And mm-hmm, um, he goes mm-hmm. there and talks to a tree, and that, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. you know. Because That's all I did I, was talk to trees while I was there. I oh, fell in love with the cutty tree. Oh, my gosh. Aren't they beautiful? <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, yeah. There's some, there's some real magic with those guys. They're holding mm-hmm. the 12-strand DNA for, for the world, for us. You think for so? the human beings to? Oh yes, oh yes. Really? Yeah, I put my third eye on one of the cutty trees, and I thought I was going to see the the. It's it's kind of like a, a, a circle cyclic kind of energy that I usually see, because I saw that mm-hmm. in Sedona, I saw it in most trees that I look into, and uh, but this one had the twelve strand DNA, and they're holding that for us so that we can now start. And this is what uh, 2012 is all about: is for us to start moving into a higher strand DNA, 
and um, 2012 for 2014 <laughs> yeah. the, this year current year right mm-hmm. 2012 well, is where all the energy brought it came in okay so 2012 was when it came in wow yeah, okay yeah. wow well it was coming in before but i mean it really got established in 2012 that's why there was such a big deal about the mayan uh calendar it wasn't mm-hmm. really that the mayan calendar stopped it's just it was the end of a consciousness of a paradigm and now we're stepping into a whole new paradigm and we're being able to uh embrace uh, much more holistic viewpoint of everything, and um, how exciting is that? I'm so jazzed. I'm to- super exciting. Right totally yeah. super yeah. exciting, and there are so many things. Like your book is a <laughs> catalyst for many people. I'm sure for people that will be reading it, will be a catalyst for them to tune into their inner knowing and and and, and listen to themselves. Um, mm. You also, that's my dream, and uh, that's yeah. why. I, yeah, that's I what I talk would about, love. I want to talk about your art messages that you do for people's pets to help them in the healing process. Let's talk about um, that. <clears throat> Sometimes the animals will come to me, and they will what what comes through me is through them and so mm-hmm. uh, what i find a lot with my clients is that they have projected what they think that the dog should be thinking or the mm-hmm. animal i've worked on horses too they project on what they what they think the the animal is about and what comes up through the paintings and through my readings is that indeed they have a whole life that they are living and um, like one one time I was in New Zealand, I was working with a lady, and she was really wondering why her 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 uh, horse was acting up so much, just constantly acting up and and going around the the stable, just throwing his head and acting so strange. And mm-hmm. the horse told me it's because there is something in that uh, in the stable area, the 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 area where they live, and her. Um, and her uh, property, which is is quite wonderful, and he mm-hmm. is holding the he is he there is something that's coming up that's kind of whacked out, and so what he's doing is that 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 he's making that frequency higher so that energy will uh, smooth out and be there for her and her land, and um, so what appeared to be kind of a crazy um way of relating to uh, a, a life of, of being a horse turns out to be very purposeful and um it's always exciting to me to see what the real truth is and and uh how different it looks uh from the five senses you know you go into the sixth seventh eighth and ninth tenth uh senses you can see a whole lot more yeah, and definitely. understand a whole lot more. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Um, how how much do you know, or maybe you can share with our listeners what you know about the chakras and the different um, vibrations that we actually are vibrating at different levels when we're going through vibrational energy changes? That is so strange that you should bring that up. <clears throat> I'm doing a class called uh, 
Conscious Health and Healing at USM right now. It's a mm-hmm. postgraduate class, and um, we are learning the, the chakras. And within each of the chakra is um, uh, something that has been um, caught through our childhood and um, some misbeliefs, some limited beliefs that we've taken on and bought into and and live from, you know, decisions that we've made, uh, fears that we've uh, experienced, we hold them in place. And they, they're held in place in our chakra system. So as we were working through each chakra, that part of our self that had made misinterpretations uh, of that chakra and what it's used for actually comes up so that we can heal it. So it's... Um, it's um it's a it's a journey. <laughs> it's not quite too easy to do, but it's it's doable and it's so wonderful because once you clear that out, that chakra uh holds the frequency uh to the body uh in perfection. And so when any part of our body is out of perfection, out of frequency, it's a lower frequency than it's supposed to be. Uh, mm-hmm. If we can find a way to remind the body of what the frequency is, it's a magical uh, machine. It just goes right into remembering, and that's how these miracles, these healing miracles come about, is that the body is remembering its perfect, perfect state. Mm-hmm. And even though it may not have had a perfect state since you've come in incarnated in this life, it still has a memory. It has. We have many energetic bodies outside our body. That is uh, the chakra system. We have more than seven chakras. We have, I've heard hundreds, and uh, which is uh, another story. But um, <clears throat> they are all in alignment with our perfect body, which we mm-hmm. actually do have when we are um, on the other side, and so. I find it quite wonderful to know that we have the power to step into our perfect health just by taking responsibility for and understanding and, more importantly, listening to that little part of ourself that made wrong decisions and telling that little part, you know what, you're okay, you're safe, you made it through what seemed to be a horrible experience for you. You made it through. You are here now. That was then. This is now. And now you can be your magnificent self because, um, you know, it's a misbelief that you can't. And uh, when someone comes into that alignment, that's it's so wonderful to see. It's It's so beautiful. And how everybody's life actually will change all around them because they have stepped into a different frequency that's more compatible with who they really are. Mm-hmm. And the vibrational energies that we're also passing on is something also that I think that a lot of people, they're uncomfortable with and they need to learn how to understand them. What do you yeah. say to someone that really um, is going through that? What, what would you recommend for somebody well, first and foremost, I really believe, and I can prove it, that there's no such thing as fear. Mm-hmm. Fear has been created by the human for the other human to control him. And once you let go of your fear, which is very it's steeped in your ego, 
once you let go of that fear, you can step into that authentic self. And once you do that, you can find out just how powerful you are, just how much you are in control of your life and how much you really can have the life that you really want. And once you are in that that state and you really honor that and you and you um, um, you know work with affirmations and 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 things mm-hmm. that help you to envision stepping into that because we all know innately where it is we want to be even though we don't think we do we really do and that's what I that's why I love working with the the, the kid within stuff is that. That's when you're a kid, you knew those things. And then as you went through your life, you started getting uh, so many experiences that would stack, you know, would stack up in this big pile of mess, and then you'd have this big wall built. And tearing down the wall is, is uh, it's a beautiful thing because then you get to see the light. You get to see the light of, of, of which I call truth. You get to see oh, isn't that, what isn't really that is. Totally. Yep. yep. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Um, we need to take a one-second break here. I did extend the show for a moment. I just need to do something here real quick for one second. Just stay there. Don't go anywhere. I'm going I to won't. run. I'm going to run a commercial here that I've been running um, that is amazing. You'll hear okay. it. Okay. H2OM, Water with Intention. Award-winning natural spring water, featured in Time Magazine, The Wall Street Journal, and the official bottled water of the Chopra Center. H2OM. Water with intention. Visit h2omwater.com. I love that commercial. (laughs) That's a great commercial, and that's just exactly what we're talking about. That water has... And yeah. Sandy, if you're listening, Sandy Fox, um, her company is H2OM, and Lex Lang, um, I told them to tune in because she's a major dog. She loves dogs. And um, when I told her about your book and I told her what was going to be on, I was hoping she would tune in. And I wanted Sandy to know I've been running your commercial almost pretty much on every one of my shows. And, you know, it's not even really, I think, an advertisement or a commercial. It's really a statement um, her water company is really cool. It's, um, her slogan is "Think it while you drink it." You know, so her water is um, love, prosperity, perfect health. Um, you know, it's just peace. And so it's like basically what you're saying that we all have the ability to um, think about things that we want to be, and we just have to, we just have to focus on that and our intentions have to be in the right place Um, and guess what if you could program water guess what you're made of 90 percent of it is it is are you you (laughs) that little battery we can charge yeah are you still familiar with dr emoto and um he takes a word yeah well um sandy uh well he's a friend of ours and sandy and lex are trained Hado um, instructors, and they've been talking mm. a lot about the different water crystals they've been making. And they did make one made from the song Imagine. And there is a water oh. crystal that Dr. Moto did um, publish, I believe, for that. And they're very involved in all this. And you know, World Water Day is coming up on the 22nd of March. So I did not know that. 
We all need to know that. Yeah, World Water Day is majorly really cool, um, really good fun stuff to do. So tell me about this course that you're teaching at the at the college. That's that's very interesting. You're talking to me or Sandy? Yeah, you, you. Oh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. Oh, okay. And, uh, that's yeah. And and uh, in essence, what it is is <clears throat> we're working with the chakra system, like I mentioned, and that mm-hmm. that we're going through each of the chakras, and um, it's really amazing. Like right now, we're in the throat chakra. And mm-hmm. that's been a, a big one for me because um, I was abused as a kid, and then I choose abusive men and stuff like that up until now. And um, and so I stopped talking. I stopped uh, uh, allowing myself to express, be expressive through my voice. As a matter of fact, I was I was a singer, and I stopped singing. And um, so this is a huge one right now. And so it's really funny because <clears throat> I have a sore throat <laughs> that's ongoing all the time. And I just mm-hmm. have to know that this is just a part of my body now that is re- realigning itself with, um, with the, the truth that, my, that I am able to speak, that I, I am able to be able to be expressive through my voice. And um, and it's really uh, going through some stuff right now, just so that it can realign to that. And it's not it's not comfortable right now, but I it's comfortable in knowing that I am. It's got a reason, and that I am actually moving that energy out for the last time. And I'm oh, so no, totally. grateful. I hear you. I know it's amazing. It's almost like working the twelve steps in AA with people. I know mm-hmm. that. I mean, it's like. You go through different steps, and each step is a learning step for you. Right, and right. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're learning to tar- start to take responsibility for your own stuff and owning mm-hmm. your own things and, and and realizing what the cause and effect is for certain things happening. And I think a right. lot of that is pain- sometimes painful for us. And um, I think that you... Well, you recreated it in pain. Yeah. You know? Yeah. One of the things and I you... learned down working with John of God is that if you have pain, that's because you are in conflict with what's going on. So what I found that if I were in, in pain because they were working on me or something, uh-huh. I would say thank you, and all of a sudden the pain would just go away. Because really? I got out of the way. Yeah, I just gave it over to God, and his is a perfect flow. So... Why not? <laughs> I don't have, you know, uh, I don't have the pain because I'm not up there uh, fighting it. Mm-hmm. I, I let go. Mm-hmm. I get out of the way. And I, I would love for people to learn that. that their life That's, will be so much more beautiful. Are you doing any um, counseling with people, one-on-one things at all? I will be uh, in the future. Right now I'm I'm just uh, loving going around and talking like we're doing now and mm-hmm. uh, uh, appearing with my book and it's kind of like I get to to eat the icing on the cake now mm-hmm. <laughs> after the all the hard work and I'm just having a great great time. That's so awesome. much fun. So yeah. so this book really brought about a, a full circle for you then mm-hmm. writing this mm-hmm. book. How did you yeah. hear about John of God? What what made you um, take that route? Because I know that you said that you had had some injuries and you've decided to go to Brazil. 
What was the deciding factor? How did you learn about John of God? Um, basically, um, like I said, I had asked for um, a higher knowing, another uh, knowing how I wouldn't have to um, buy into the fact that the Western uh, doctors were telling me that I could be a cripple for the rest of my mm-hmm. life with pain every day. And it was. It was a lot of pain. I remember nights of just not knowing how I was going to get through the night. And <clears throat> once I opened up and said, you know, I really am open to receiving another way of going because I know if I have thought of this, that I know that there is something available out there. And then all of a sudden, it was just like I would get a telephone call. Hey, I'm going to, to down to see John of God because, you know, it was my friend and, and she had um, – she had uh, uh, infection in her jaw, and the next uh, one of her surgeries was going to be next to her brain. He says, I can't do that. I can't do that. We've got to go down. And I'm going, I am so there because I am so tired of walking around on two canes. This is just not me. So what I'm saying is that I was just open to what came in. You know, I could have said, well, you know, he can't do anything for me, you know, and, and really go into the victim stuff, but I really was choosing not to be the victim. I really wanted to find a way, an action that I could take. And mm-hmm. that's what my, you know, if anybody I, I, I teach, that's what I say. You know, open, open your mind. Accept whatever comes to you as a blessing and, and a voice that's, that's telling you that there's bigger and better out there. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I agree with you on that one. And I want to say that, uh, you know, this is, this book really is a very fun read um, and also makes you think a lot, which I really enjoyed. That was the one part of it that really was good for me because it did. It did. It made you think a lot and it made you decide, wow, maybe some of this stuff is really that I'm, that I'm feeling and seeing isn't really anything that I'm imagining. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what was your, what was yeah. your one first spiritual awakening that really you can remember? Because we all have that first spiritual thing that we all. I, I can tell you exactly when I knew that I turned a, and opened myself up. Do you remember that one moment? I think yeah, I do. I do. I was in my. In my hospital bed, I had a leg cast clear up to my hip and another one on the other leg. And um, and I remember hearing this voice. It was tiny, 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 tiny little voice. And it was, mm-hmm. and it felt like it was way, 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 way down in this deep, deep cavern somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it said, I want to be an actress. And mm-hmm. <laughs> And I'm going... And I just burst into tears. It was just like, yes, yes, that's it, that's it. And <laughs> I did a really silly thing. I was shaking. I was I was so elated by this um, giving myself permission. And and so what I did was I called the actor's studio. And I'm, I can't talk straight. Nothing's coming out. And I'm going, mm-hmm. I, 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 I want to be a, a, an actress. And, and, and the guy hung <laughs> up on me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But That's I made funny. the first 
step. I, I congratulated myself. I made the first step. I didn't know what the hell it was going to be, but I did it. And I was just really proud of myself. <laughs> that is and then really after great. that, I started tracking all these. I was working as a, um, later on uh, when I could walk, I was walking around in a leg cast, but mm-hmm. I was still working. And um, at that point, I was working on sets. I was working with photographers. And um, I was meeting these uh, models and actors, and they would invite me to acting class. And uh, I would get in with these beautiful, wonderful classes. And and um, so it just all comes around, you know. You just step into the next place. And, and the universe provides you with your, you know, your next teacher and your next... Uh, uh, experience. So we're right on. We're all on our own path, and I feel we're all exactly where we're supposed to be at that time. I I believe that. Um, yeah. That and I that's feel, what I'm I finding. Like, yeah. yeah. And you know what? When I came into that realization, it's uh-huh. like I live in Venice. There are all walks of life here. There's oh, yeah. the very very rich. There's your your show business people. There's you know uh, your young crowd. And you've got your street people. And I Mm -hmm. go by the street people and look at them and I bless them because some of those are the most courageous of us all. Mm -hmm. And they're doing the most courageous work. We just don't know it. And we have no business knowing it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we have absolutely. no business because that's that's theirs and then the creator's work, you know. Mm-hmm. They that could have been that could have been Gandhi come back and he has and he has to do one more little thing living on the street. That could be him. Mm-hmm. That could be mm-hmm. him. And they try to tell us that that's what they are, but <laughs> it could be true. No, and you know what is is Venice um to me Whenever I lived on the beach and I lived in a very, very nice home and surfed every morning with my daughter as she was growing mm. up. I was a single mother. And whenever she would start complaining, she didn't have this or that. And she very rarely did that. But when I felt like she needed a little bit of a reality check, mm-hmm. I would take her to the Venice, um, <laughs> to the um, strand down there and let her oh, see... Yeah. What life is really, what's really, what else is going on in the world, mm-hmm. and that she needs yeah. to be thankful for what she has, and also learn how it is for other people, because you see yeah. everything there. You do. And I yeah. had that in my family. My my brother uh-huh. was a manic, uh, a schizophrenic, uh, manic depressive. And so he was in, um, like, uh, halfway houses most of his life. But he also Mm -hmm. was a street person. And um, the last time I saw my brother, he had just had a, um, what's that called when they kind of lose it? Anyway, he He had had a breakdown? Yeah, right in front of me. And um, I could see that it was another entity that was coming through him. And I I just blessed him because... I knew it wasn't him. And then when I saw him the next day and he was balanced out, he looked at me with these big brown eyes that he had, and there was nothing but love in them. And um, that was the last time I saw him. Yeah. Yep. And then when he he died, he came back to me, and I said, Roy, what what were you learning 
what were you learning? And he said, I was learning how to love under any kind of condition there was. Wow. And he well, you know, you, you said something there that was very interesting because I was discussing this earlier in the week about somebody that I know that I feel that um, they have another entity in them, um, mm-hmm. something that isn't them is mm-hmm. causing, and I'm not saying this to be weird or anything. I know there are a lot of listeners that are going to be, oh, you know, you believe in this and that. No, it's it's about, it just is that you know they're not just, they're not themselves. There's right, something, right. there's an outside force there that is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, I think it takes somebody that really knows and it has a feeling and, and, and you have a, you have a sensibility of yourself that you know that. I'm sorry that you had to go through that because I know it's really heartbreaking, especially when it no, happens I to loved someone it. that we I love. Mean, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I was beautiful to know that he had a purpose. He his his life was so tragic filled and uh, so you know just a life that I wouldn't have chosen. But to find out that he was doing it for a very specific reason, it was oh my gosh. I was so blessed that he um, that he could share that with me and to know with that, you, yeah, and that he went was really with there him. with a purpose, yeah. Mhm, yeah. mhm. Well, that's yeah. really that's really cool, Cher. And your book is um, a really really cool way of showing everybody your personal journey as well as going into some fantasy here. Dog of God by Cher Slater Barlevy, and it is available. Um, you can look it up on the net. Um, I also have posted some links in the chat room. And Cher, if somebody wants to get in touch with you personally, you are on Facebook. Have you mm-hmm. created a Dog of God Facebook yet? You do need to want need to if you haven't yet. I guess really I do, cool. don't I? Yeah, that I'm would be kind of cool. Yeah, People I'm could... just going through a divorce right now, so it's a it's a little hard for me to get everything together but oh how brave you are you're a very brave woman oh thank Um, you that's (laughs) i i you sound happy so i'm I'm really another gift it's another gift i'm choosing it to look look at it that way because yeah the other the alternative way is yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Painful. No. Totally. <laughs> and the and the and the part that that gets me with everyone is that they when you have an impasse with someone, you need to they you both need to realize what your part is in it and exactly. own it. Exactly. And if you don't own it, then you're making the other person take responsibility for your part of it mm-hmm. and, yeah. and and their part of it. And it's it's a little overwhelming at times, I think, for a lot of people. And I think for people that don't have that, there are support groups out there that can help you through that. And also, mm-hmm. um, I turned to meditation um, and uh, found myself at the Self-Realization Center a lot in L.A. Oh, that's a great place. Oh, place. it's great just to walk around. And so is Agape. <laughs> oh, Agape's anybody amazing. that came in town from a band, I mean, it was really funny because I was working with so many rock and roll bands and um, still am. But it was funny, they would all come in from England, and I would say, I've got this place I need to take you. And <laughs> I would put them in really? the car. And I would drive them out to Malibu. We'd go. I'd take the PCH route. I wouldn't go down. I'd take the scenic route and then go up and then go up. Um, yeah, you know, that's the way to do it. Is. 
Yeah, and go mm-hmm. up there to the Self-Realization Center. And sometimes I would go to the um, Sierra Retreat area. Have you been to the Sierra Retreat yet, the one up there in, mm-hmm. in Malibu? Oh, that's no. really amazing. The Franciscan Retreat. Oh, my gosh, retreat. there's something I missed. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's oh on the gosh. very top of the hill. You can see everything in Malibu, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, I will do but that. But you need to do that. It's it's amazing. So I want to thank you so much for being here today, and I know that we have gone over a little bit, and I hope that doesn't screwed up your day too much. Uh, for anyone that missed the beginning of the show, again, it will be on iTunes, and immediately afterwards you can download it on Red Velvet Media. And uh, I want to thank Cher very much with um, her Dog of God book. And I want to tell everyone it's Friday. Um, everyone have a beautiful weekend. Stay dry, safe wherever you are, because I know it's raining everywhere. I've talked to everybody. And do not drink and drive. Please, please, please do not drink and drive. Um, this is a bad weekend for that. And, um, or Unless any day it's is really water. Bad for that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, water is cool. Um, I want to let everyone know that um, next week on the 5th, I will be having um, Love and Yoga. Um, I'll be having um, Vish, which is another one of um, the people that Tawny works with. He'll be on my show. And then um, I'll be putting all these other shows up. I have quite a lot of shows coming up. The Cutting Room, we're going to be doing um, also a tribute to Lou Reed um, that um, someone has done uh, quite some really cool music for. And also m- one of the really cool projects is The Emissary, which is going to be coming out with Patricia Corey. Um, that's also another book about dolphins and whales and stuff like that. Um, so I think it's really cool. So go get this book, Dog of God. Cher, I want to thank you so much for being here, and I hope that you have a beautiful weekend. And we're ending with a song that you chose. Um, Tell me why you chose this song. I don't know. It's always been my favorite song Mm -hmm. because I see that in everybody. Mm -hmm. And And and, I told you my story about it. Yeah. 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 Very significant song. Because I can walk around and just see that in everybody, and, and that's what I want to tell them. Even though well, I you're don't. very special. <laughs> what are your plans for the weekend? Are you going to do anything special? Well, I was going down to San Diego, but with all this rain, I don't know. I yeah, they're having no flash idea. flood warnings down there. I'd be careful. Oh, I'd be really? Really careful. Ooh. I talked to, I talked to family down there, and there's some flash flood warnings. Yeah, the some of the roads are closed too. I hope you, unless oh, you have an SUV, like um, I usually when I'm by the beach have an SUV. I will because it's always getting flooded. But, um, yeah, yeah, be careful. With that, we're going to end our show. Thank you so much for being here with Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio. And, again, today my guest was Cher Slater, Barlevy, and um, Dog of God. And with that, Cher, thank thank you you. so very much for being here with me today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was. And it still is. It's going to be. I'm going to have you back. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right, here you guys go. Enjoy your weekend. Okay, live your life. Bye. Bye.
to me Can't you see 